Ooh, interesting one. Retros. Who do you invite to the retrospective and why? And who do you exclude and why? Well, the retrospective is an opportunity for the team. And it's important that we remember that it's for the whole team in Scrum. We're talking product owner, Scrum master and the developers coming together. And it's for them to look for ways to improve how they work together, to improve their process, to look at their relationships. There's lots and lots of things that they can focus on and try stuff out, see what works and what doesn't work for them. So who do we invite? Well, you have to invite the whole team. There has to be the product owner, there has to be the scrum master, there has to be the developers. And why those people? Well, because it's their work, it's their job. Any one of those people who's not there, you're missing a part of the puzzle. So how do you know why things didn't go as well as they could have if somebody has some pieces of that puzzle and they're elsewhere? So we want to have all parts of this. I've seen it in the past where somebody's missing. One of the ones that stood out for me was a product owner wasn't invited to the retrospective and everything was their fault. And they, to be fair, hadn't been doing a great job. The, but the developers were there basically saying the product owner doesn't know what they're doing. Everything's in a bad state because of them. The Scrum Master was involved as a facilitator. That would be me. And I didn't disagree with them is the short answer. Maybe as a facilitator, I should have been more neutral. But the truth was, I was kind of thinking, yeah, you, you're kind of right. Your product owner sucks. Um, but there was no product owners. We didn't hear their side of the story. So we took an improvement into the next sprint for the product owner to pull their socks up. Um, yeah, fair enough. It was a reasonable with what we knew, with the people in the room, what we knew. It wasn't about assigning blame. It wasn't about saying they're bad at their job. It was about saying product ownership could be better and we think this would help us as a team be better. It happened to land on the product owner. Conversation with the product owner brought a very, very different light. Their child was ill and seriously ill. So they weren't focused at work. They, you know, they turned up, they did their job, they went home, they did something far more important. And as soon as the whole team knew this, it was really simple. We don't need you to write better user stories or whatever it was. I can't remember what the improvement was. We need to take ownership of this as a team. So actually the developers and I as a Scrum Master stepped in and filled gaps so that our product owner could actually lighten their workload, give more time to their family because that was the important thing at the time. If they had been in that retrospective, maybe, just maybe, that could have come to light and instead of us I think blame is a strong word, but it's certainly in that ballpark, blaming them for not doing their job right. We could have worked together, as we ended up doing, to work out how to be better as a team, given the constraints, the realities of life. So we want everybody that's involved in the product development, product owner, scrum master, and the developers. We want to include them as a standard. Okay? Do we want to include anybody else? Not necessarily. I'm not saying not at all, but not necessarily. Who else could we invite? Well, a manager, maybe, maybe they've got useful information to bring into the team. Maybe the team as a whole believe that will be useful and they can have open and honest conversations. Then great, they should be invited in. If there's subject matter experts, if there's customers, if there's anybody who as a team we believe can help us be better by being part of that conversation, then we should welcome them with open arms. 
But this kind of leads on to the excluding question. We don't exclude anybody. But there are people invited to a meeting and people not invited. And by default, nobody other than those three roles in the Scrum world, those people involved in building the product, by default, nobody else is invited. Okay? We're not excluding them. We're not being like, I don't want the manager ever, you can't come. No, because there might be a good reason. But what we are saying is, this group of people are building a product. It's their process. It's how they work together. They need to improve together. Okay? If they believe you could help with them with that, then they'll invite you in. If you ask to be involved in it, that's okay. They may say yes, they may say no. Okay? But if they say no, don't take it personally. It's because they need to work as a team. It's not that you don't have value. It's not that you can't add to them. It's that the retrospective isn't necessarily where they want to have that conversation. They want to take the time as a team to improve and they'll set up a separate meeting to work with you to take your feedback on board and see what they can do with that. The reason that we're so wary about inviting other people into a retrospective is simply the safety of the team. Working together on a daily basis, we've got people who are building great relationships. They understand each other's strengths and weaknesses, each other's foibles. You know, we let people off because we know that's just John. Okay? Not toxic behaviour, but just that, you know, that's just John. And we accept it and it's worth it. Okay? And in doing so, there is trust built between people, but also this concept of psychological safety grows within the team. Everybody knows that they can have an honest conversation. It might be a difficult conversation. They may need to say things that others don't want to hear or won't enjoy hearing, but they know they can do that. By introducing another party, be that the manager or you know, a customer or whoever, we don't have as much safety. Not everybody's going to be comfortable speaking up when their manager's in the room or their director or the architect or whoever. And therefore, they're not going to join in as well. They're not going to talk as much about what they could talk about. And we lose out. So their insights, their knowledge, the data that they have is all lost to the conversation. And therefore, we're not always going to make as good a decision as we could because we're working with less than we could. And that's what we want to avoid. It's not about excluding people. Okay. It's about understanding that the team need to be comfortable enough to invite somebody in. And when I say comfortable, they have to understand that that person knows what they're going to do and isn't going to use that conversation against them. So they have to, as a team, feel like bringing somebody in is safe or safe enough to do so to get the benefit that it's from. So who do we include? We include the people involved in building the product. Product owner, scrum master, and developers in the scrum world. Who do we exclude? Nobody. But we are wary about including anybody else. If you've got to this point in the video, I hope you've enjoyed it. If so, a like would be appreciated. If you want to hear more from me, more answers to questions that maybe you've got in the Agile world, please subscribe to the channel. And if you've got a question that you really want answered, drop it in the comments. I promise we'll get around to it. Thank you.